Welcome to Six in the City, the podcast where six twenty-somethings talk about shit, and some of them live in cities. I'm Jen. I'm Lexi. I'm Nancy. I'm Elena. I'm Jane. And I'm Robin. Welcome to season two, bitches. Welcome to season two, besties. Season two. Yeah. (laughs) Yay, I'm sure you all missed us during during our short little break, but we're back and we're excited for today's episode topic. We're going to (laughs) be talking about ourselves and our friendships. As always. Um, as always. As always. As, as I'm sure you all are interested, but no, we're <laughs> going to be talking about adult friendships and how yeah. we maintain to keep in touch, especially after college and especially moving to different cities. But yeah, so to get started, if you are coming into this with no context, we actually talked about our origin story and how we met in episode 12 of the previous season. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. But kind of moving forward, if everyone can describe what your friendship style is like, I think that would be really interesting because I think there's definitely some similarities, but definitely some differences across all six of us. So for our listeners, if you want to start with your name and then describing your friendship style. Sorry, what what do you mean by a friendship style? (laughs) Like your love language. Or like, oh. if you think you're more low maintenance, you don't really need to talk every day. Um, okay. What you look for in like an ideal friend, any of those things that you would use to describe. Okay. And yeah, maybe we should say our names because apparently we all sound alike. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't yeah. Who said it's that? It's not true. There's no way. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I got mine. I got mine. So I'm Lexi, in case you can't tell us apart. And... <laughs> I would say that my friendship style can best be described as the weird aunt who brings you presents you didn't ask for. Wow. I can confirm. (laughs) And you asked like who we look for friends. I can be friends with anyone as long as they're not like a bad person. I mean, I feel like that's so arbitrary, but like I have friends who are so different and from all sorts of different walks of life. I don't think I have a particular type of friend I attract. I feel like that makes sense with your descriptor of being the aunt. Everyone needs a weird aunt. Yeah. The everyone. aunt isn't, it's in everyone's life. So no, that makes sense. Hello, I'm Jen. <laughs> and I think similar to Lexi, I would describe my French style as like, so like I'm the youngest in my family, like I'm the magnet. And I feel like that does reflect the kind of friendships I have I feel like I depend on you guys a lot or like my friends in general just like my natural tendency of like always being the youngest like even in this group Elena and I are the youngest ones and I feel like in some ways that affects how I interact with you guys and yeah I can go hi I'm Elena I feel like Jen described hers very well and it reminded me of mine so I'm an only child And I feel like that really describes my friendship style. Like I'm very independent. I'm also Mm -hmm. like a cat, you know, like I don't really want attention, but then sometimes I'll like come through for attention and I'll just like leave again. Like a cat is so accurate for you. I would have never thought of that, but that is so accurate. Yeah. Yes. Kitty. Kitty cat. Hi, I'm Nancy. (laughs) 
I was trying to think, I actually like was like Googling friendship styles to see what popped up. It was all like psychology type stuff. So I don't think that's the vibe we were looking for, but I've been described as like the mom of the group, I guess. Um, and I think it stems from being like the oldest child. Uh, I have a younger brother, but since we're, you know, Elena threw in the cat thing, I like to describe myself as like, I guess, a golden retriever. I try to like make everyone happy. I think I'm really good at sensing like the emotional atmosphere and, and you know, catering to each person's individual needs. And I guess that's like the mom aspect. And I really, really try my best to make sure that people feel heard and acknowledged in like our chats and stuff. So I guess, you know, like a golden retriever, it'll just go up to anyone and like make sure it's being, you know, that human's being acknowledged to them. What about you, Jane? You look like you're really thinking hard. No, I am really thinking hard because I have no idea. I feel like I'm very low-key. I have a lot of just like ongoing conversations with people that just kind of like never cease. And I think that kind of goes for like our group chat. It's like always ongoing, but I also have like individual ones. So I guess I don't like make time to like, let's be like, let's FaceTime every week. I just like rather talk to someone like consistently, like never I have time to reply to a text hmm yeah I think it's like very low maintenance <laughs> I don't know <laughs> maybe no I agree like, maybe this testament would be like I'm a shit friend sorry <laughs> no you're not you're, you're low maintenance for sure no that's good that you like keep conversations going because like I for me it takes long yeah. like harder <laughs> yeah no I like have like one like really long conversation that I don't talk to that person for like a week and a half so mm. I feel like that's worse <laughs> than what you do honestly I guess I don't know but it's like okay like I know Jen something that I always like am impressed by is like how she remembers everything about everyone Mm -hmm. like even in school she'd be like Jane you have that test today right I was like dude I forgot about my test like how do you remember you know I think that things like that are like very thoughtful and like considerate but like I'm barely like oh my god it's like my friend's birthday tomorrow oh no (laughs) yeah I don't know I think that that kind of bleeds into love languages and I know like love languages is kind of controversial now because the person who created it the guy who created it his beliefs behind the love languages is based off a very rigid yeah or like narrow thinking it's not very like applicable to everyone and like our diversity and whatnot so I don't know exactly take it with a grain of salt but I think what you said Jane really matches that because I know one of Jen's top love languages is words of affirmations so she's Mm going to remember something you say if you have a test but Jane I think one of yours is quality time right so just like spending time with someone that means a lot to you and I think other people will find meaningful as well so it's like it doesn't mean you're a bad friend if you do one thing over the other it's just knowing each other's friendship styles and I think that's kind of the whole purpose of this snaps Um, to that but that's funny because Jane described herself as being low maintenance And I would describe myself as low maintenance, but completely opposite of Jane, where I really cannot hold consistent conversations (laughs) with people. And I could go months, even years without talking to someone. And then when we do pick up, I still feel close to them. I still feel like we're good friends and on good terms. And just like the thought of holding a consistent conversation with someone for so long, like with one single person honestly stresses me out so much. I don't think <laughs> I could do same. it. Like I think our group chat works because it's a group chat, but like an individual text. Right? So I have respect for, for people who do that at Jane. <laughs> 
this is Robin, by the way. <laughs> oh, wait, I think it's also because, like, these aren't, like, so I think it's also kind of bad because, like, I think this is kind of what I felt like during the pandemic because, like, I wasn't, like, doing anything every day. So when I was, like, responding to my ongoing conversations, it'd be, like, very, it'd be more, like, reacting instead of actually responding. It's, like, in one, you're out the other side. So it's not like I remember <laughs> these conversations. It's just, like, a daily, like, a look into like someone's personal life like oh like what did you do today like what are you doing uh, I did this today whatever I like take that as you will I guess mm-hmm. but I would also say I think a big descriptor for my friendship style for both like how I show my friendship and how I also want to receive friendship is acts of service I think for me more than words actions are more meaningful so that's definitely something but that kind of leads into my next question. How have you found that your friendship style has either really complemented other people's or really clashed with other people's? Like, do you know that you really can't be friends with a certain type of people or you can't really be close with certain types of people? Or is there something that's like such a turnoff when it comes to friendships that you're like, oh, that couldn't be me and my besties? <laughs> <laughs> I can't be friends with someone that invalidates my feelings and experiences. And I'm so grateful that you guys don't. You guys are (laughs) so great at validating, sometimes probably too much (laughs) and like with condoning. But yeah, like I can't be with someone who's always like the oppression Olympics with them. You know, that term where it's like you say something and it's like, yes, I know, like maybe compared to someone else in a different situation, it's not as bad, but like, you know, it's still my experience and my feelings that I'm feeling now, or it's still your experience and your feeling. And I don't want to be around someone who's like always invalidating that. I think that's just a Debbie Downer. Maybe I shouldn't say Debbie Downer because I hate when people say negative fancy. (laughs) I think it's just, (laughs) I feel like, you know, your friends are supposed to uplift you, not like weigh you down and be a burden. So for me, like those type of people are just burdensome um, emotionally and mentally. So true. (laughs) time I think about something that I don't like other people doing I realize that I do it myself so I'm kind of having an existential crisis right now (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I would be friends with myself if I had like a you know (laughs) no what but that's a thing that's a thing right yeah it it is a thing they say that the things that you notice about other people that you don't like are actually qualities of yourself yeah oh I don't <laughs> need to start thinking about that Wait am a I a mouth breather because my least favorite thing <laughs> people I do is mouth breathe <laughs> oh no you're not Lexi you're really not okay theory disproven <laughs> I'm dead maybe it applies to the not like physical character uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that. So I think with what Elena said, that makes sense. But all of these things that I like think about, I'm like, oh, like I hate when she does that. And then I'm like, fuck, like I do that all the time. I'm so annoying. Like what? Like what? Give us an example. My friend, she like tries to bring the conversation back to herself all the time. But then whenever she does that, it like bothers me. So then I kind of retaliate by like bringing the conversation back to myself. (laughs) And it's just like not a good conversation by the end of it. We're both just like trying to talk about ourselves. Wait, that's so funny. Oh, it's not good. Like, I don't think she realizes that she's doing it. But if she is, then you both are just (laughs) in this toxic back and forth. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with what you said about the people who are like constantly, I don't want to say Debbie Downer either. I don't like using certain people's names. 
yeah or like contrarian like I'm trying to think of the people that I butt heads with the most it takes a lot of emotional energy for me to spend time with and it's the people who like constantly need to like negate what you say Mm -hmm. or like present some alternative constantly yeah it's just anyone who like thinks they need to either like one up what you're saying or like give the exact opposite so like if I'm in a conversation with someone and I'm like my favorite pizza is Domino's for example and then they're like well actually Domino's sucks ass and you should try this little known local vegan pizza eatery like that shit pisses me off like people can have different tastes and I really appreciate when my friends give me suggestions for things because I like to try new things I'm a very like adventurous eater not just food but like I'm adventurous about like trying new things even though I have a lot of anxiety but I hate when someone makes a point to like shit on your opinion to replace it with their opinion so those are the people that I cannot deal with do I do that is that what is this the thing how you were telling Ellen (laughs) like now I'm gonna be self-conscious and think I I don't think you do okay thank god I don't think anyone in this group does that yeah I don't think I could be friends with any of you if you did that so I would tell you I was just gonna say I feel like we might disagree with some of you know our opinions which we do you know quite often like pineapple and pizza or like toasted bagel or whatever I mean it might be like a friendly like disagreement but I don't think we invalidate like yeah that's totally different yeah and I like being challenged like with friendships or even like dating and stuff I like to have like someone who like has slightly different thoughts so that you can kind of have like a real conversation about it and like discuss something in a way that's not just like I like that too but there's such a huge difference between like discussing two things that two like are slightly different opinions and like just shitting on someone's feelings and constantly shitting on that person I really like the the yes and from improv I really think that's a philosophy Mm -hmm. I've seen some professors use it too which I think is kind of cool so it's like yes and and then you can like continue the conversation if I'm like slightly changing a topic in a conversation I try and show that I'm not like invalidating what the other person just said I'm just adding to it even if it like Mm -hmm. shifts the subject a little so yep yes ending okay so for this next question since we're talking about specifically adult friendship how has your view on friendships changed since you were younger versus now I think for me like when I was younger I used to think that like I had to do everything with my friends um but mm-hmm. I've definitely grown out of that the older I've gotten like I actually saw a TikTok the other day where this girl was like I know I matured when if a friend was visiting the city I live in like I wouldn't be offended if that person didn't reach out to me to mm-hmm. hang out in the city or like show her around and I like very much relate to that now like I feel like I don't have to do every single thing with my friends like every single day which I used to think and like I know now like if any of you guys visited New York I wouldn't feel offended if you didn't you know input me into your travel plans you know because that's just like life and like everyone's busy like I'm not entitled to everyone's time so I guess that's something I've learned as I've grown becoming a bit less dependent (laughs) I'd say up until recently I was still feeling this way right after we graduated but like I was really insecure in my friendships And like, I always thought that if they don't reach out to me or they don't invite me something to like what Jen had mentioned earlier, if they don't invite me to something, that means they don't like me and they don't value my friendship when it's obviously not the case (laughs) at all, right? I would always, you know, think like, oh, like if 
I say something in the group chat and no one mentions it or no one like acknowledges it or you know like why it's been like a week or so like why hasn't this person texted me when I could very well reach out to that person right but like I was like insecure in the aspect of like double texting or like being an annoyance and like why am I not on the top of their mind but then you know you grow older and you realize that everyone's busy <laughs> you know like and I think it's when I realized like oh I'm a busy person so would everyone else and I realized that if I am feeling that way, it's okay to double text, you know, it's okay to reach out. Like, why do I have to wait for that person? To... So I, it took me a while to realize that, but I think now I'm like, definitely feel more secure in my friendships, not just with you guys, but like with other friends as well. And I can truly identify like, who are my close friends that are lasting? I feel like for me as an adult, I've learned to like rely on my friends more which is kind of the opposite of what everyone's been saying but like thinking about it up until like middle school I was kind of like bullied and I didn't have a lot of close friends so I kind of was like uh what's that word like a free wolf wolf Um, not really that no like that word a main character no (laughs) none of the above I mean I mean like like kind of wary like I didn't really want to like be close and like open myself up to people and then like in high school that kind of kept going because like my friend group was like kind of toxic and like people were like low-key awful except for like one girl who's like still my close friend and then like even freshman year there was like a lot of drama and I was like I can't trust bitches anymore you know but then like I don't know I feel like being friends with you guys made me realize that I can like depend on people and like open up to them and like talk about my problems and stuff like that no I completely relate to that Elena I was the same way and so that was interesting because like everyone's saying the opposite but but we're also so similar so I feel like I'm not surprised by this but yeah like when I was younger I was so reserved and like I had my close I've always been the type of person who had like a few close friends as opposed to being friends with everyone but even with those close few friends I always thought I was close with them because they opened up a lot to me and I would validate their feelings and go through all these things with them but it wasn't until someone told me back then that they don't really know who I am because I don't open up that I realized and and it was like one of those instances where or I thought we were closer than they thought we were Mm -hmm. because of that and so especially I think in college I've opened up a lot more previously a lot of like rants and stuff like that would be very surface level like I also wouldn't be the person who would tell my best best friend in quotes if I had a crush on someone like I would just Mm. keep that to myself if something difficult was happening yeah I would just keep it to myself like I wouldn't tell my friends but I would absolutely love to hear from them you know if they wanted to share that I'd be there for them but for me I just kept it to myself and I realized like opening up yourself like that is very vulnerable and then you're opening up yourself to others people's opinions about yourself and and when you're not like ready for that or if you lack a lot Mm -hmm. of of confidence not to say that you lacked confidence Elena but for me in my case I lacked a lot of confidence but but yeah if if you lack a lot of self-confidence then literally any opinion positive or not like it's gonna affect you way more than it should and so opening up like that was definitely something I learned to do more in my adult friendships yay for growth yay I also think as you get older, it's kind of like, okay, well, what? I'm not really interested in like making new friends. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like it's so hard. Like I think the new, 
friends I've made is through work. That line of like colleagues to friends is like kind of very blurred and vague. Like there are many things I still wouldn't tell them because we still work together. Right. And I don't know like how you're supposed to meet new people that aren't work colleagues as an adult, especially through the pandemic. Anyone guess, knows, clubs. please tell me. Like, <laughs> clubs or like, like meetups like, I heard people do, yeah. but like I don't know. That just sounds like very weird. Gym, <laughs> gym. Like, boxing. <laughs> yeah. I would say like the gym. I'm too self-conscious at the gym to put. I would, yeah, I would never talk to people at the gym. Like, but if you join like a class, like even if it, if it's yes. a fitness class or like a cross stitching club or something. Listen, if there's a Reno cross stitching club, I'm there. <laughs> but I highly doubt. <laughs> when I was like, you know, post grad depression, trying to figure out being secure in friendships, reach out to people through your cohort. You know, like you're in school, so I like really put myself out there. I like look through each person's profile that said they were in the area because it's online like not everyone's in my area and I like sent this like blast email to all these people and was like would anyone like to have a study date and only one person responded but she and I like are still friends like Yay. so so it like worked out and then you know we were able to work together I don't know about you Jane because you brought it up like how do you like, if there should be boundaries or not between co- colleagues and like friends and all of that I have some of my colleagues, like actual friends and like, you know, I'll text them like outside of work, but I don't share everything. But I think my bond with them is different because I, even if I vent about work to you guys, like you guys still would never know like what I'm going through, but my coworker would. So I feel like that bond is different. And, you know, obviously it's a pandemic and everything, but you know, you would go out to lunch or you go out to happy hour and it's like a different kind of friendship. And I would call like some of these people, like I still stay in contact with some people from my old jobs so you know they're like my friends yes in a way but like they were like my co-workers or ex-co-workers but like now they're my friends you know but at this point in my life I don't need to make new friends I feel secure in my friendships I'm like very satisfied but I'm also lucky in the sense that I still have people in the area that I know if I was like in a totally new environment I would definitely feel lonely like I would still want that like face-to-face human interaction yeah, I think I'm the same way like I have work friends we vent about work we talk shit about work all the time but like I would never like talk to them about like more personal things like there's some work people that from my like, previous way past projects that are like like yeah like Instagram whatever and then like some people from like my start cohort or whatever but like I don't know I think as I like started working I'm like oh I feel like I need to draw a line so I don't really like follow people from work on social media Mm. oh really yeah yeah I think in terms of work as long as I can like banter with people on a day-to-day basis like they don't need to know my personal life Mm -hmm. like as long as I'm like Mm -hmm. on good terms like do work with them it's fine but I also realized that when I was developing these questions I realized that I don't want to speak for everyone here but I feel really privileged because I have such strong friendships with people from college and from before that I feel like I'm not in a place where I need to make new friends and I feel like that also with what Nancy said earlier is I'm in an area where I do have existing friends already so that need to make new friends as an adult is not as prevalent and I realize that that is reflected in the questions I'm asking today whereas if I was in a different position I would probably this conversation would probably be geared towards like how do you make friends in a new city and maybe that would be more helpful for Lexi (laughs) right now as she's in like a brand spanking new city but like I'm so thankful for like technology because I don't feel like yes it sucks not have someone to like go get boba with or like go get your nails done with 
but like that's such like a young person's way of having a friend and like older people do that too like people go get coffee together but like what I really need is support and like people to have meaningful conversations with and I still get that from my friends that I had before moving here because you guys are just a phone away a phone app away (laughs) so like yeah I do feel lonely sometimes because I'm like oh shit I can't go to the boba store alone for the fourth time this week like I look like (laughs) such a lonely hoe but like when it actually comes to like you know I need to vent about my dating and honestly I feel like I talk to you guys like so much on the discord because I'm lonely and I feel like oh no I'm I'm talking too much on this no but I love it it's like I don't worry about having that support because I have that support what I really would love is like some, I guess casual friends, probably the wrong way to say it. It sounds like, like a hook off, like, but like you know, just like someone to go get dinner with who like, I don't have to have like a really deep connection with. And like, we could, if we, if that happens, but like, it could just be someone who like, we like the same kind of food. And so we right. go eat food together and have really basic conversation, like a coworker, but low commitment. Um, yeah. Discord, please sponsor our podcast. Oh yeah. Thank you. We should have called this like the Discord podcast. Well, that was going to be my next question is since we're talking so much about <laughs> loving our friendship, <laughs> what, what would you say ha- is your favorite way to keep in touch oh, with so your adult friends? Yeah. Email. <laughs> we are. Email. 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 Just email <laughs> Best comma Nancy. <laughs> Well, um, sometimes I would get LinkedIn love messages from some of you guys <laughs> when I used to work as a recruiter. <laughs> but I feel like Discord is the only thing as a group, one-on-one, we would text each other, but Discord and Instagram is the only thing that we use. But Instagram isn't like where our conversations are. It's just sharing reels and, and stuff. I feel like we got closer through the, I mean, we were pretty close, but the discord is like, just like solidified the glue. Like, I think like Finstas are also like a really good way (laughs) of keeping, like, I really appreciate having that as an option to also keep Mm -hmm. up with you guys. Cause we all, I feel like use our Finstas like pretty regularly, at least more than like other people I know who like use it once every yeah it's like, like a diary <laughs> it, it, it actually is I, I honestly feel so feel privileged like... <laughs> to like be able to read your guys's you know personal posts and being able to I just go back on my own like posts I'm like damn I check your guys' like, posts all the time <laughs> no honestly whenever whenever I go on Instagram I'm like oh my regular Insta boring let me check if anyone posted anything on their Finsta and I like switch over to my Finsta yeah. account I did want to say that I really liked how we scheduled PowerPoint parties. We've Mm. talked about this in previous episodes before, but during the pandemic and like during height of quarantine, we blocked off time to do PowerPoint parties. And I still feel like I'm learning new stuff about you all (laughs) through them, (laughs) like your interests and your like deep cuts and, and all that. So that's like another thing. That's a favorite way that we keep in touch. Yeah. In addition to the PowerPoint parties, like doing Secret Santa still, and then doing Nancy's The Year of the Ox exchange, that was really fun. And then also doing Nancy's and Lexi's graduation ceremony. I feel like we've done a lot of events this past year. So we talked a lot about the positives of our adult friendships, but what about for people who might be struggling to maintain their friendship or they're wondering if it's even at a point to 
try and, and keep it, what would be some advice on how to maintain those relationships or, or maybe not? Don't force a friendship to work if it's not going to work. But also that's not to say don't put in any effort. It's just like what people say about dating. Like you got to put in some effort, but like don't (laughs) stay with someone toxic just to stay with someone toxic. Piggybacking off of Lexi's answer, I think mine is similar. It's kind of how you gauge interest in someone or gauge how interested someone is in you. So then it's kind of like, I like to think about like the ratio of like questions and answers so if like you're asking the majority by a lot then I think maybe reevaluate that because if like someone's not really curious about your life they're just like time sucking your finite resources like time and energy agreed it should be equal the amount of effort both people are putting in the relationship like people say it's a two-way street it's like exhausting on your end when you are in a friendship where it's clearly not equal give and take so Like, I feel like a true healthy friendship shouldn't be burdensome. I kind of mentioned it earlier. This was like a quote from like some influencer that (laughs) I saw. They said how your friends should be wings, not weight. And I think that that really rings true. Some people's friendships are different and relationships are different. So it's not always going to be a 50-50 give or take. And for me, that's okay. But I shouldn't feel weighted down and burdened every single time I talk to them or like feel anxious if I'm talking to them or going to reach out to them like I should be excited talking to you not saying that there's not gonna always if you're a close friend with someone there's always gonna be sometimes like serious things that you're talking about that might be negative but they should help you with uplifting yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, however you want to think about it. Like you shouldn't feel weighed down and anxious and nervous and exhausted. I think that's the right word, like exhausted, you know, maintaining or, or being in this type of friendship with them. I love that. That was such a good quote. Something that I myself learned is that unlike when I was younger and a lot of my friends were like, we were all in school together. As an adult, you have a lot more ownership and there's no pressure to maintain a friend just because you see them in class every single day or you're on the same sports team or whatever. And like Jane said, your finite resources, your time is so valuable. You get to choose how you spend it and why spend it on someone who's not going to reciprocate or value your time as much as they should. So I feel like as adults, it's like really you should feel more empowered to take ownership. Well, all great advice. Thank you everyone for sharing your thoughts in today's episode. For our listeners, hopefully you all thought of that one friend or your group of friends that you feel the same way we feel about each other and and that you feel a genuine support network, or at least you found ways to maintain strong group of adult friends in your life. That's it for today's episode and another welcome to season two. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Six in the City. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Six in the City Pod. This episode was edited by Robin with music brought to you by Gandira Pratama.